0: It's April 20th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Kottnor.
0: Our top story today, Ukraine's military has received additional aircraft as well as parts for repairs to get damaged aircraft flying again, the Pentagon said on Tuesday. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby did not offer details on which countries provided aircraft, But acknowledged new transfers and said Ukraine had more operable fighter aircraft than it had two weeks ago. This was previously a point of contention among the Western Alliance, which tried and failed several times to find overt agreement for airplane transfers.
1: Ukrainian Deputy Prime Minister Irina Vereshchuk said this morning that this afternoon there will be a humanitarian corridor open from Mariupol to Zafirija for women and children and the elderly. The news comes as Russia continues to push into Mariupol, and its defenders have largely been pushed back into the Azovstal iron and steelworks.
0: Russia's military is seeking to restrict access to information for the relatives of soldiers killed in Ukraine, according to submitted regulatory documents. Troop losses in the war are already classified, but under the newly proposed rules, Russia's defense ministry wants enlistment offices to replace civilian authorities in issuing certificates that offer benefits to killed soldiers' relatives. This hurts the families of Russian soldiers in two ways. The first is that they won't necessarily know if their relatives have died, and second, they may be unable to claim benefits as the death certificates are required to claim them.
1: A group of Israeli ultra-nationalists will move forward with a flag-waving march around predominantly Palestinian areas of Jerusalem's Old City later today, despite police banning this event. As tensions over the Al-Aqsa Mosque compound have risen in recent days, there is significant concern that the march will trigger a flare-up of violence. In a similar situation last May, Palestinian militants in the Gaza Strip fired rockets toward Jerusalem during a flag march which ultimately set off an 11-day war between Israel and the militant group Hamas that rules Gaza.
0: The leader of the Solomon Islands announced today that his country signed a security agreement with China just days before a top American official was due to visit the Pacific nation. The security deal is the first of its kind for China in the Indo-Pacific, experts said. Despite the leaked draft and the initializing of the agreement last month, American officials appeared caught off guard on Tuesday when China said the agreement had been signed. The announcement renewed fear from local opposition leaders as well as Pacific countries including Australia, New Zealand, and the United States that the deal could lead to a Chinese military presence in the islands and increased tensions in the region.
1: Poland will not take or pay for more doses of COVID-19 vaccine under the European Union's supply contract, its health minister said on Tuesday, setting the stage for a legal battle with manufacturers. Poland cannot directly terminate the contract for the supply of vaccines as the parties to the contracts are the European Commission and the manufacturers. Vaccination rate among those who have received two doses is 59% and 31% have received a booster shot. This is well below the EU average of 72.5% and 53% respectively.
0: I can't imagine this is a good idea considering how many refugees are flowing from Ukraine into Poland because Ukraine's vaccination rate is also incredibly low. With spiking COVID rates around the globe, it seems foolish for Poland to not be pushing the vaccine harder. Mexico's Senate passed a bill Tuesday to nationalize lithium mining and extraction. President Andres Manuel López Obrador was expected to sign the bill into law, which says a state-run company will have exclusive rights to mine lithium. Such a company does not yet exist, the Mexican government has no experience in mining lithium. Nationalization of lithium mining and extraction was part of the larger electricity industry bill that failed earlier this week, but it required a lower threshold to pass as a standalone bill.
1: South Africa has allocated $67 million to help those hit by floods that have killed at least 448 people in the eastern city of Durban. Nearly 4,000 homes have been destroyed and more than 40,000 people displaced by the floods and mudslides caused by prolonged heavy rains, provincial officials said Tuesday. More than 40 people remain missing and about 600 schools have been hit with damages estimated at about $28 million
0: in lighter news on sunday the french will choose their new president and that means that the nation's political cartoonists are out in force ready to accentuate even the smallest slip comic books regularly top the french bestseller lists and weekly satirical newspapers most notably charlie edbo and le canard and chenny are considered national institutions projections for the special runoff are expected to begin trickling in at 8pm on Sunday. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. So go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune in to Next in Foreign Policy, where Zoe and I talked with Katie Howland about unidentified aerial phenomena, and Deep State Radio, where David Rothkoff and Rosa Brooks talked with Michael Weiss and Peter W. Singer about the war in Ukraine. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.